welcome to Under the Fig Tree. I'm Troy. And I'm Tisha. And we are so glad you're here with us. We thank you for taking time out. Today we're going to talk a little bit about leaving it behind. And I think this is going to be a blessing to you. I know it's going to be a blessing to us. Amen. There's certain things that we, we need to understand about leaving things behind and the and the the purpose of leaving things behind and and not everything you should leave behind. I guess we're kind of giving away the ending here. I don't know. But <laughs> we always do. We go to that end <laughs> quick. So uh let's see. We wanted to start where did we want to start? Was it in Genesis? Yeah, Genesis chapter twelve. Abraham. It's a good place to start. Yeah. So Abraham was told to get away from his kindred. I like like using the language. Ugh. Get away from your kindred. When you whisper it, it has power. Okay, edit. <laughs> <laughs> so he was told to get away from his kindred and go to a place where, where God would show him. And so the, the first step to the promise, Abraham was where the promise was produced and here into the earth. It was through him. It was the, the covenant was through Abram. And the first thing Abram had to do was he had to leave some stuff behind. Yeah. Why do you think we need to leave things behind? Because they can't go with us. <laughs> you know, I, I really feel like God requires us to leave things behind so that, A, they, it won't be a crutch. You know, a lot of times things that we have, they can be a crutch for us. They can be a place of safety and we don't fully trust in him. And then a lot of times they're not good for us. You know, right. we, we've got to let go of those things that are seemingly good. And you would think your family is a seemingly good thing. Yep. You know, you would think, okay, they're all right. You know, they've been with me this long. You know, we, we're good. I love them. They love me. Why do I have to leave them behind? And so a lot of times you're leaving those things behind so you can change your mindset. You can change how you're thinking about a situation so that God can infuse his thinking into your thinking and you can move forward. And I believe that was one of the reasons why Abraham had to get out of his country. Whatever was happening in his country, God wanted him to experience something different. And so he had to leave them behind in order to receive the fullness of what God had. Yeah, God wanted to make him a man of promise and his people, his family culturally were different than what God wanted to take him to. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times we see this in the Bible about the, the ordinance that God laid out for the people not to intermingle with other nations, mm -hmm. not to marry into other nations that had everything to do with culture. It didn't have anything to do with race and all this kind of stuff. It was the culture because ultimately what happens if you marry somebody of a different culture, they're going to want to bring their culture mm -hmm. into, you know, what you're doing. And I, I'll say this, because it's true. There's no such thing as church culture. Right. <laughs> Just being honest with you. Yeah. Churches have developed their own culture, but there's no such thing as church culture. There's a kingdom culture. Yeah. And every church should assimilate to that kingdom culture. That's yes. the way things should go. Now, do they always go that way? Of course not. You know, yeah. but I'm just telling you how it should go. The culture of the kingdom is what we should have. And in order to have the culture of the kingdom, it's going to cause you to have to separate from other people. Because what they bring in is not necessarily what God wants in his kingdom. For some reason, a lot of times we feel like God's kingdom has to make room for where I've been. 
Mm. And we, it has to make room for the things I've been through and it has to make room for the way we celebrate our culturally and all these kids, but it doesn't, Right. it doesn't. God allowed you to have that culture. He let you see that culture. He saw it himself and he still determined his, his kingdom had its own separate culture. Well, Abraham left and, and what I hear is new creation. So when Abraham left his culture, he over time became a new creation. Absolutely. And it brought him to the point where God showed him the stars and and the sand and and Abraham said, "You know what? I'm going to believe that." Yeah. And I believe it was because he had left everything behind. Yeah. He had nothing. He said, "The one who would get everything in my house is Eliezer of Damascus." Yeah. You know, I don't even have a seed to give all this wonderful blessing you have. He, in his eyes, he really didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. And so God said, okay, let me show you why I called you out, why I separated you, why you had to leave behind those things, because I'm going to give you a different family. Yeah. I'm going to transform your family and your family you thought was big or you thought was good. You're going to get a family that is still perpetuated today. Yeah. You know, so it it was a greater thing. So he had to leave that behind. And and I can imagine that choice was hard. And we see it was hard because Lot came with him yeah. initially. <laughs> yeah, it's like he almost obeyed. Yeah, right? almost. <laughs> yeah. And, and God, I believe God saw his heart. But Lot became a, a bit of an anchor to him mm-hmm. because you can't just disobey God and just nothing happens, I guess. Right. You know, um, but Lot became a, an anchor to him. And I think he needed to see that. Yeah, yeah. You need to see that. Um, in fact, when we start talking about leaving things behind, Lot had a hard time leaving things behind. Whoa. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he had a hard time leaving things behind. They had to drag him out of the city. And the reason why they had to drag him out of the city is because he did not want to leave. And I don't know what that pullback is, that comfort level. They The angels literally had to force him out. And I believe the reason they were able to, pull him out was because of the intercession of Abraham. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um yeah. I think sometimes now now hear this out and then think about it, okay? Mhm. Cuz you say I don't know why it was so difficult, right? Mhm. I think it's one of two things at least in my mind. Okay. And I'm not thinking this through so everybody listening, I have not thought this through completely. <laughs> uh I'm just off the top of my mind right now. It's either apathy Mm. Or it's fear. Mm. You've grown so comfortable in this environment that you become apathetic. This stuff is going on. All right. That's been going on for weeks. Then yeah. it becomes months. Then it's been going on for years. And this is just how they get down here in, in, in Sodom, right? Right. It, you just become apathetic to some of those things. Or it's fear. Yeah. Right? Where else am I going to go? Right. What's it going to look like if I start over? You know, what? Am, how am I going to take care of my kids? Yeah. You know, where will I find work? And you have to leave these things behind with all these things on your mind. But I believe that when you have that, that unction from God and not even just the unction, but when you have the word from God that says go, then now your success is not determined by yourself and what you can do. It's going to be determined by your obedience to God and his provision. If he's telling you to go, Think about this. When he told Abram to go, he said, he didn't tell him just go. He said, go to a land that I will show sure. you. Yeah. Right. So there was somewhere he had for him. And sometimes we have to look at that, that when God gives us the go, when God tells us that we need to move, 
there's a place where God's taking us. Right. Um, that's already somewhat, at least somewhat prepared for us. Right. But if nothing else is promised to you. Well, and I think, you know, in, in that fear is what is it going to cost me? Sure. You know, what, what is, or what is it costing me? It is costing me all the work that I put in lot moved to that area because it was green and it was lush. Right. Yeah. So all the work that I put in to build this house, to build this family, to establish whatever it is I'm trying to establish as my legacy or whatever, I'm leaving all that with the clothes on my back with nothing to show for it. As far as we know, he didn't take any cattle, which was like currency. Then he didn't take anything. You know what I mean? And then his wife ends up dying in the midst of the cost. I think sometimes is great. So how can we make that choice to leave those things behind when God tells us to leave them behind? So, so we're not just going to gloss over that. Like you didn't say something profound, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you brought up his wife. Yeah. And she had a hard time leaving things behind. Yeah. The word to them was go and don't look back. Don't look back. Right. And, and, we, we know the story. She looked back yeah. and there was a consequence for her looking back because sometimes the things that you've been tied to, mm. you recognize the further you move away from it, they were to your detriment. Yeah. Right. Not for your benefit. And so we see that with Lot's wife. Yeah. That the thing that she was tied to, uh, even the further she got away, she could turn around and see it was for her detriment. Yeah. It never meant her any good. Never meant her. Um, there were some seemingly good benefits, right? Right. Uh, because the enemy always brings things to you and shows you the benefit of it first. Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman saw that the food was good, the, that the fruit was good yeah. to the eye and it was good for food and mm-hmm. it could make one wise. It shows you the benefit, but he never showed her the detriment. Yeah. Right? He only showed her the benefit. We see the same thing with Lot's wife. She, the further she got away when she turned and looked, she could finally see how bad this place was, but it was too late. It was too late. It was too late. Yeah. You, it, you cannot look back. And I think that flows into a little bit of the story of Exodus. They were constantly looking back. Constantly. Constantly looking back. Murmuring, complaining, remember leeks and onions, but they are not remembering the beating and the harshness no. and, and all that they went through to get out. They were constantly looking back. They had to leave behind Egypt and it took a whole generation to die in order for them to truly leave Egypt behind. And I think we can learn a lesson from that, that when God pulls you out of something, you have to have the faith to let it go. Correct. You have to have the faith to say, I'm going to trust God in this wilderness. I'm going to trust God through these circumstances and go through it with him and know that greater lies ahead. A land flowing with milk and honey mm-hmm, yeah. that I have not seen before. There may be giants in that land, but if he took me out of Egypt, yeah. he's going to bring me through the land of the giants. And here's something that, that you have to remember um, to your point. In, e- in Exodus, when they were in Egypt, they loved the leeks. They loved the onions. They they they. Only thought about the benefits, but again, not the pain, not the bitterness. Yeah. They weren't concerned with that. They were concerned with the benefits of Egypt, right? Right. A good point to make here, and if anyone's writing, write it down, please. The benefits of this world, 
cannot compare to the creator of this world. Come on. Right? You won't find a benefit of this world mm. that's going to come anywhere close. Not a to leek or an onion. Nothing. <laughs> that's going to, it's not even going to come close to right. in comparison to the creator of this world. Amen. If he's telling you to leave it, right, you have to know, even if God doesn't give you what you want, he's always going to give you what you need. Yes. And the thing that you need may be the manna. Mm. It might not be the leeks. It might right. not be the melons. It not, might not, be, but it'll be the thing that you absolutely need. Right. And if you look at the story of the manna, he gave that to them every day. Single day. <laughs> every day. Single day. Every day to the point that they said, all we got is this manna. <laughs> it got to the point. And all we have is this manna. Every day. Up until they were supposed to cross over to the Jordan, yep. yeah, when they into Canaan, he he provided for them every day, yeah, because that's what they needed. Mm. It wasn't what they wanted. They wanted those melons, leeks and onions. <laughs> they wanted those leeks, quail, they wanted those, yeah, they wanted that stuff. But he gave them what they needed, and this is even if God is calling you, and I just kind of feel like that somebody's going to be listening to this podcast, and at some point you're going to be like, you know what, God is calling me to move. If He's calling you to move. Move. Yeah. Even if you don't know where you're going, move. Pack up boxes. Do what you have to do. Yeah. Because there's something that he has for you that you absolutely need. Yeah. May not be what you want, but you need it. Yeah. And, you know, the Lord was teaching them in Exodus to trust him, right? So every time, I think it was, and help me with this, Troy, the cloud lifted, they moved. Yeah. And then when the cloud settled, they stayed. Right. And so think about that. You don't know how many days you're going to be there. You can't get comfortable. You know what I mean? You're not settled. You know what I mean? You don't know what when he the cloud going, the cloud lifted. Man, I just dug that trench. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I just, you know was able to sleep through the night because mm-hmm. I remember where I am, you know, things like that, that to me, that's a real place. Yeah. And so now that cloud lifted again and we have to pack up everything mm-hmm. and follow the cloud. And so leaving things behind is not just a long-term thing like Abraham or, you know, Exodus. It could be short momentary things. It could be just yeah. following the presence of God and you're leaving behind where you were two days ago, where you, what, what God told you to do two right. days ago. You know, we as human beings get comfortable, comfortable in what we're doing, you know? And so God is like, don't be comfortable, follow me. And he was yeah. teaching them that I, <laughs> I have a plan for you and you need to follow it. Yeah. And that's part of leaving things behind. They had to leave things behind all the time. All the time. So I'm not going to act like you didn't say something profound again. We're just going to gloss over that again. We're not going to do that. You said they could not get comfortable. Mm -hmm. Right. Because they weren't supposed to be comfortable in the wilderness. Mm. Wow. That wasn't the place for them. He said, I'm I'm taking you to a land flowing with milk and honey. That's the place of their comfort. Mm. Right. And that wasn't the wilderness. The wilderness had had scorpions, snakes, and snakes, the vipers and stuff like that. That was not the place. 
That was not the place of their comfort. We should understand that they could not get comfortable there. That's the reason why, because that place wasn't meant for them. That is so good. Uh, that's revelation to me fresh because I never thought about that before. I just knew for me, that would be a hard life. Sure. Because you want something settling, Sure, you know? And so I can only imagine every day having to leave behind my little thing that I made, you know, uh, whatever that is, you know, dang, I like this spot. I had a good spot this time. I'm in the shade this time. I got to beat out, you know, sister so-and-so to the next shade spot, you know, they out in the desert. So I can imagine just some of the uprooting and the, the different things that went on. Well, the cool thing about it is like what, what you're explaining here is they wanted some consistency. Yes, absolutely. Right? But, yeah. But when you look at it the right way, they had consistency. They had God. Yeah. Who doesn't change. Wow. Right? Wow. So it, it forces you to look not a, a, exactly at your surroundings, but it, it forces you to look from a different perspective. If I'm constantly on the move and I'm constantly on the move and I'm constantly on the move and you promise me rest. Mm. You promised me rest. Yeah. I didn't make that. I didn't even make the request for rest. Right. You promised me rest. Made it into the law. Right. Exactly. (laughs) You promised me rest. You told me that I I was going to find peace. I was going to find rest for my soul. I was going to find all this stuff. And and I'm constantly moving. I'm constantly moving. I'm constantly moving. Where is my rest? Mm. Right. Mm. And, and if you, if you continue in your flesh, you'll continue with that attitude and that posture. And I have done that. I have too. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure plenty of people have yes. this listening right now, but I want to help you with something. If you're listening here, this is a good time to get away, peel away from everything and quiet yourself, mm-hmm. get quiet before God and wait on him. And then he'll start to show you the correct perspective mm-hmm. from your perspective. Yes. I'm always on the move and I'm not getting rest. I'm not getting rest. This would probably be, uh, the mentality of some of the Hebrews at that time, right? Right. Constantly having to move. When are we going to get there? When are we going to get there? Right. Mm-hmm. Moses keeps telling us, "We're going. When are we going to get there, Moses?" Right. Right. Because they're looking at it from their own perspective. But if they're able to peel themselves away, God spoke to Moses face to face. But the reason God spoke to Moses face to face was because the relationship that Moses had with God. Right. God is not a respecter of persons. So if anybody else would have had the same relationship with God. He just spoke to them face to face, right? Mm-mm. Moses is not, he's not stuck in that place of we're constantly having to move. We're constantly having to move. We're constantly having to move. He's not stuck in that mentality. Right. They're looking for consistency. Moses recognizes the consistency. We had this cloud this whole time. Yeah. We had this fire at night this whole time. Right. And when it's time for me to meet with him, he comes that this is my consistency. He is the consistency. Exactly. That's so good. Exactly. And it went, the funny thing about this whole thing is when it was time for them to truly go into the promised land and possibly receive that consistency, leaving behind the wilderness, they rejected it. Yeah. They rejected it. Listen. After all of that time, you know, okay, this is our opportunity. They, the fear came in, they saw the giants, they brought back the grapes that were bigger than, you know. And they rejected it. It's crazy. And, and I, a lot of times, I, I hit a pause here, right? Because a lot of times I say, okay, we got to give these people a pass or we got to give so-and-so a pass in the Bible because they didn't have the whole Bible, mm-hmm. right? Okay, we got to give them a pass on this because they, didn't, they don't have all the scriptures and stuff like that. We got to give them a pass. These folks literally saw a sea open up. Yeah. 
They saw it. Split the sea. He split the sea. <laughs> and they walked right through it. Mm-hmm. They literally saw this. And then they saw it close in and and destroy their enemies. But before the sea even opened, Moses told them, these same Egyptians that you see today, you will see, see no, no more. more. Yeah. And the sea opens. They walk through and they didn't see those Egyptians anymore because they all died. Yeah. Less than 30 days later, mm. they got this golden calf thing going on. Yeah. You know, or they're in the position, you know, where they, they were supposed to have the golden calf thing going on. Less than 30 days later, Mm-mm-mm. they're wilding out again. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I can't even give them a pass on that because of what they actually saw with their own physical eyes. Mm-hmm. We didn't see it with our physical eyes. We believe it right. that it happened, but they saw it. They were at the mountain base when God yeah. came down on Sinai. They were there when it started thundering and the trumpet sounded and all this kind of, they were there. Yeah. And still they get so, to the point. So that says to me, it doesn't matter what miracles you experience, what great things you see. It's about relationship. It's about relationship. Because Moses had the relationship and whatever God was telling him to move or leave behind, yeah. he was able to do it. Yeah. Even when he had to leave Midian. Yeah. You know what I mean? He had to leave Midian and go back to this place. Did, did he hesitate? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. But who wouldn't have? Yeah. But, you know, he did it. He left Midian and went and followed after God. And I I think back to Abraham, God was building relationship. Yes. You know what I mean? That's why it took time for Abraham to get it and finally release Lot. Because a relationship had to be built. And then when relationship is built, you realize he's all I got anyway. Yeah. He, he was all I ever had. And he's all I got. So I'm going to choose to have faith in him and leave those things behind. No, and that's exactly. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. And we hope you join us again under the fig tree.